the uh, title of this message is uh, Shine Your Light. Is everybody there? I still have Bibles flipping, so I'll just wait. Because today I really just, I really, there's a lot of scriptures and I want us to find them all. Kevin always says it's a good thing to know where the books in the Bible are. So, okay. Uh, you are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Y'all be seated. Um, I, I, think, I think God has a sense of humor. 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 Uh, humor uh, he says, no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Y'all, we're the lamp. We're the lamp of this world. Uh, we got a sun, and that's to shine light on this world. And we're the light of Jesus. There's, I mean, okay. Matthew sixteen twenty four. Uh, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you, um, uh, how do you light the lamp uh, in the first place? Okay. If anyone wants to come with me. He must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me will find it. Um, this gives me chill bumps, y'all. I love this scripture because uh, you got to deny yourself. you got to leave all the sins in the, ba- in the past. you got to nail them to the cross. Leave them where you left them. It's over. you got to deny yourself and carry your own cross. Um... I love this part, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it. Uh, he's talking about that in the baptism. You, uh, you got to get buried with Christ. And then you rise again as a new man. And uh, that's when your light is officially struck in ignition. Okay, so now we're going to go to John 8.12. So, in Matthew 5, 14, it says, we are the light of the world. But in John 8, 12, it says, Jesus spoke to them again. I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in, dark, walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So you're thinking, well, we're the light of the world, and Jesus is the light of the world. Well, Jesus uses us to shine. And, uh, you know, it's your choice to either... Uh, let your light be small, or let it be so big that the lamp breaks. And uh, um, the parable of the ten virgins, I think it's in uh, Matthew 25, 1 through 13. It's talking about how there is uh, five foolish and five uh, wise, wise ones. Well, five of the foolish ones didn't bring oil. And what I see in that is that five of the foolish ones are still living an unrighteous life. They're still sinning, not caring that they sin. They don't have Jesus. Well, the five wise ones brought oil. And what I see in that is that Jesus is our oil. 
And there's one big thing that a lot of people don't do that we must do to grow stronger in Christ, and that is read the Bible. Because if you don't read the Bible, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to get Jesus. Because uh, I've known because I almost cry when I don't read the Bible one day. I mean, it kills me. And once you have Jesus, you know, you'll understand. Uh, now we're going to go to, ooh, okay, the next question is, what if I'm going through a trial, Jesus? I mean, how am I supposed to shine your light then? Well, we're going to go to James 1. First of all, consider it a great joy that you go through trials. If you go through a trial with Jesus, you will be happy. And I know you're probably thinking, it's a trial. It's a trial. I, I can't be happy in a trial. If you, if you have the faith, if you close your eyes and let God direct your way, you will get joy. And second of all, okay, let me read it first. Consider it a great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Mm. Second of all, God doesn't put you through trials for nothing. He puts you through trials so you can go stronger in Him. And I know people are like, that's, you know, that's bogus. God doesn't do all these bad things in the world, and Kevin's preached about it plenty of times. It's to make you grow stronger. Because you got to be strong in Christ to shine his light. Uh, Hebrews 12. Man, I found this scripture. I had it highlighted and I, didn't, I forgot about it. Uh, uh, it's labeled the call of endurance in my Bible. Uh, Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Ooh, y'all know that? Did y'all know that when you're a Christian, people look at you? People look at you. When you claim to be with God, they see you. They're looking at you to see what you do. Let us lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily ensnares us. And this goes along with, what if I have a trial? This right here says drop it. Yeah. They, people say take it off and lay it aside. What I see in that is give it to God. And he lays it aside. He takes care of it the way he wants to. I, can, I just give testimony about that. This week I was so stressed out. I had, uh, I had to preach at FCA. I had an essay due. Uh, one of the biggest ones well, for a junior. <laughs> and I had to preach Sunday. And I was so stressed out. And I was being stubborn, and I wouldn't give it to God. Y'all, it's, it's foolishness right there. Because I gave it to God that Wednesday night and Thursday morning. I gave it to him all through. And we got to school, and my teacher, my English teacher, looked at, looked at us. And I, I've been begging, you know, just let, it be, just let it be on Monday. She's like, no. She said, I'm not going to be here on Friday, so the essay is going to be due Monday. 
And I, I mean, all I could think was to laugh. And I was like, wow, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I'm a dipstick. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I did last night. I stayed up pretty late last night doing it, but I, I got it. Uh, and the sin that so easily ensnares us. I think everybody in here has got a problem with smart mouths. When somebody gets smart with you, it just makes you get so mad. I know it has to, and I'm one of the people that you get mad at for having a smart mouth because, I mean, you know, I do sometimes, and I'm sorry, Lord. But, uh... I've been working on it, y'all. So, uh, you can't let it bother you. You can't let these trials bother you, because God wants you to be happy. That's the only, you can't be sad and shine God's light, because you know everybody looks at you and they're gonna see you sitting over there, and you're just gonna be sad. Now, I'm not saying when you're alone. When you're alone with God, you you can give Him everything. You can cry your eyes out. You got to shine his light. And, uh, okay, now we're going to go to. <laughs> I'm scared to shine my light, God. I'm scared. First uh, Corinthians 10.31. That's a question, y'all. I mean, that, that's like, that's what it goes on. I'm scared to shine my light. Well, uh, I like this. God puts you on this earth for one reason and one reason only, and that's to glorify him. So, I, like this popped in my head this morning, and I couldn't find the scripture I wanted, but God gave me a scripture. 1031. Y'all ain't got it highlighted yet. I ain't got to start beside it yet. Uh, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for God's glory. God don't care if people are going to persecute you. I actually got a scripture about that. God, he put you on this earth to shine his glory, to glorify him. That's the, that's the reason why he put you here. And yeah, Adam and Eve messed up and everything, but it doesn't mean we can't shine his light. Um, uh, Y'all, like I wrote these notes and they were so pretty. And then God just started throwing stuff and now I got... You know, I had them spaced, and now I got little tiny scriptures spaced in there. So, uh, for Second uh, Timothy one eight. Ooh, ooh, I know this one. Yeah. What's that? Mm. This is a good scripture, y'all. This is all good scripture, but. Uh. Uh-huh. I don't think it's one eight, dog. Uh, <laughs> hold on, <laughs> man. Oh, I'm in First Timothy. My bad. Uh, I know, I know. That's what I was doing. Wrong. I was, I was. All right, here we go. <laughs> mm, so don't be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. Or of me, his prisoner. Instead, shared suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God. Uh, don't be ashamed. The Lord didn't put you on this earth to make you a lamp, put you under a basket. And it says in the scripture. 
uh, mm, relying on the power of God. Philippians 4, 13. For we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's just pops in my head. And uh, i tell you what, okay. There's this uh, rapper named Flame. And he's a Christian rapper. And he's got this song named Power. And if y'all want to hear something about power, I don't know if all y'all can understand it. But <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, li- I listened to it before a game, before the uh, last Friday night's game, and I got hyped for God. It talks about how powerful he is. And he, our God's a powerful God. He's so powerful, you know, it's not even funny. But uh, now, let's put it this way. But God, what did they do persecute me? Go to Matthew 5.11. So what if they do persecute me, God? What if I'm made fun of for shining your light, God? Is that, is that what you want from me, God? Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Blessed are you. Be glad and rejoice because your reward is great in heaven. For that is how they persecute the prophets who were before you. You're blessed. No matter what you do. I mean, oh, no, it doesn't matter what you do. You're blessed when you're shining God's light. It doesn't matter if somebody persecutes you. It doesn't matter if people call you names. You're blessed. And you get, you get a reward great in heaven. Tell me that ain't something. For all you people that are going to heaven, rewards are great up there. Actually, I have a really good story. I think Nick told it to us one day. Uh, An angel was uh, walking down down the street in heaven and showing this new guy around. And, uh, He's looking at houses, and he's like, this is your mansion. And this mansion is great, y'all. I mean, it's big, it's beautiful, gold, and, like, the view is a crystal sea. And uh, then there's this big building on a hill. He's like, what's in that? He's like, man, you don't want to know about none of that. The angel said that. So they keep on going, and he shows them the streets gold, and he's like, no, I really want to know what's in that. That big house, the biggest house. He says, that's the blessings that God could have gave you. but you were foolish enough not to receive them. It sort of makes me think about uh, if you see somebody on the side of the street that needs money or needs a ride somewhere. Well, I'm not going to say pick up a hitchhiker or anything because, uh, you know, I, mean, I don't want to be responsible if you're a psycho. <laughs> uh, uh, but... Y'all done lost my spot. Let's go on to the next scripture. John, John, oh, oh, okay. John 13, 3 through 5. Y'all, you made me lose my spot, man. God gave me something good to say and you made me laugh. Uh, three through five. Jesus knew that the Father 
had given him everything into his hands, and he had come from God, and that he was going back to God. So he got up from the supper, laid aside his robe, took a towel, and tied it around himself. Next he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and dry them with a towel tied around him. Mm. And you're worried about if you say, I love God. This is Jesus, the one that died for our sins, the one went up on a cross, wore a crown of thorns. And he got down on his knees and washed his disciples' feet. Now, I like what Ben Goot said. He was like, now, I'm not saying go into your school, pull out a bucket, wash everybody's feet that comes in the school. But that would be pretty amazing to get on news. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> but, uh, there's, y'all, he wasn't ashamed. You know why he wasn't ashamed? Because of his relationship with Christ. Because he knew he had God. And I tell you what, God ain't going to get mad at him for that. He is humble. James 4, 6 uh, says, God, uh, darn it. God, uh, uh, yeah, resists the proud and uh, gives grace to the humble. Well, I'm just going to hit up one part of that. Uh, gives grace to the humble. Why do you think Jesus is grace? Jesus was the most humble person that came on this earth. I mean, he got down and washed his disciples' feet. The people that were under him, he got down on his knees and washed his feet. And I, I, I tell you what, um, being humble, mm, that's one of God's gifts that everybody can have. And speaking of God's gifts, uh, we're going to hit up Romans 12. And uh, I'm going to pull it out of this uh, book that we got for Sunday school. Because it, um, it sort of narrows out God's gifts. And it says, uh, yeah, I'll open up Romans 12 too. Uh, it's in 6. According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy... Use it according to the standard of faith. If service in service, if teaching in teaching, if exhorting and exhorting, exhortation giving with generosity, uh, leading with diligence, showing mercy and with cheerfulness. Uh, so in this book, it sort of it it uh, defines all these gifts. It says uh, prophecy, proclaiming a message from God in order to. To strengthen, encourage, and comfort. Service, a desire to minister or serve. Teaching, the ability to communicate all of scriptures in a way that causes others to understand and apply it, what is taught. Exhortation. Uh, did I say that right? Exhortation, okay. Hypocrisy, y'all, I got that. Just to let y'all know I got hypocrisy down. Uh, the, ab the ability to counsel encourage and motivate others to take action and develop attitudes consistent with their Christian callings. Giving, the ability to live a life of material liberality, liberality, there you go, regardless of the amount of resources possessed. Uh, that makes me think of something, actually. I wrote it down. I didn't put it with the final notes because, you know, I had like, I got six pages of notes, y'all. Uh, 
Um, God doesn't care how much money you make. He cares about how you use it. Because, uh, you know, you know, some of these people are rich out here, but uh, I'll tell you what, your giving goes a long way because uh, God gave his son for us. And I think that's one of the biggest gifts we've ever gotten. That is one of the, that is the biggest gift. Uh, okay, leadership, the ability to help determine priorities, set goals, and establish directions and achieve results. Showing mercy, the ability to show great compassion for the sufferings and needs of people without judgment. Uh, if you think you have one of these, just one, I want you to raise your hand. Just one. Now raise your hand high. Raise, get up and jump or something. If you think you got one of these, if you think that you're a good giver, if you think you have good leadership, service. Who likes to do stuff for other people? Oh, there we go. There we go. There's some hands right there. That's service, y'all. <laughs> you got to stay with me. Get away. Get away. Uh, ooh, here we go, y'all. There's one gift that God has given all of us. And then one is Christ, but the other one is love. 1 Corinthians 13. Now, I know uh, some people think they don't have love, but they do, and it's through Christ Jesus. So here we go. <laughs> I love this, y'all. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It made me start loving everybody. And uh, if I speak the languages of men and angels, and of angels, but do not have love, I'm a sounding gong and clanking cymbal. If you don't have love with anything you do, I hate to say this, but you might as well not do it. Uh, uh, if I have a gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, if you, prophecy's up here, yeah, proclaiming the message of God in order to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. If you if you can if you can read a scripture like the whole book of Bible and get it all. And if I have all faith, if you have all faith, that is that if you have the most, the greatest faith of all, so that you can move a mountain, but do not have love, I'm, I'm saying this different, you are nothing. If you do not have love, you are nothing. That's why Jesus was somebody, somebody great, because that's all he had. He died for us. Uh... Oh, okay. And if I donate all my goods and feed the poor, and I give my body to be burned, <laughs> and do not have love, I might as well not give my body to be burned. <laughs> I gain nothing. Nothing at all. You don't get a, you know, you don't get a blessing in heaven if you don't have love. Love is one of the biggest things that you have to have. And if you don't have it, you're nothing. And I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, but that's what it says. And God likes stepping on people's toes. Uh, okay, this is where I really like this. Love is patient. Who is not patient in here? Who, like, who struggles with patience? I do. I, I, yeah. Oh, man, I just try to, like, 
I was thinking of doing this sermon in my head, and I swear I did the sermon in like five minutes. Just, I'm just like not a patient person. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Is not boastful. Is not boastful. Uh, it means it doesn't brag. But you can boast in the Lord. Uh, I guess I don't like saying this, but God gave me a voice. I don't like saying this because I, I don't. I'm not a big boaster. Uh, but God gave me a voice to sing. And if I go around telling everybody, man, I can sing. You don't want none. I'll sing you out of this school. I'll sing you out of this church. No point coming. Uh, that, that's, that's not love, y'all. But if you boast in the Lord, the Lord gave me a beautiful voice. And I sing for him. So then you can say, if you don't want to hear that, you can get out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> Does, does not act improperly. Uh, it's not selfish. Mm. Who deals with selfishness? I'll tell you what. I was talking to Kelsey about this earlier. Uh, giving. I'm a, I, I can give really good, but I cannot share. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't, like, I think I'm, I'm more scared about my stuff, I guess you could say. Because, uh, you know, I let Landon, he borrows my games sometimes. Well, no, he ain't got a PS3. He borrows some of mine, and sometimes I worry about him breaking it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I also got to remember that it is only worldly stuff. It's only temporary. But uh, it's not provoked. Okay, this is my favorite part, y'all. Y'all better watch out. Does not keep a record of wrongs. Mm. Who holds grudges in here? Who holds grudges? Oh, man. You know, and even if you like, you know, I'm not going to hold that grudge against him 10 years later. Hey, you remember that one time when you did this and this and this? Hey, that's, I mean, you may not hold it against him, but that's keeping a grudge. That's holding a record of wrong. Uh, finds no joy in unrighteousness. Unrighteousness is drunkards. Um, going out and partying. Unrighteousness is everything that's not of God. Uh, and there's no joy in it. I mean, if you have joy in going out and partying, and I'm not just saying partying, that's just a testimony in my life. It's not love, but rejoices in the truth. Man, don't you hate it when somebody corrects you. Man, don't you. I tell you what, that gets me fired up. When, when you do something wrong and you know it, but then they tell you and you're like, Listen, I already knew that, okay? I'm sorry for doing something wrong. You got to point it in my face. And then you get all defensive and jump up. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Ooh, right here. In eight, love never ends. Love never fails. Love conquers all. Why do you think God conquers all? Mm. Okay, here we go. So we're going to... Uh, we're going to go to, this is, this is the second point, how does your light dim? Because you may ignite the fire, but somebody can put it out. Oh, I had something good, what was it? Dang, uh, it's got to be somewhere in here. I'll just let the Lord correct me. Uh, 
We're going to go to 1 John 2.15. Do not love the world. Do not love the world or the things that belong to the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. If you love the world, the Father's not in you. You're not in the Father. You might as well just sit back and relax. Uh, because everything that belongs to the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride in one's lifestyle. The lust of the flesh, a lot of people think about that as sexual immorality. Well, the way I think of it is um, uh, drugs. That's a lust of the flesh. Yes, yeah, sexual immorality is one too, but, you know, just like fasting. Fasting isn't just from food. Fasting is something that you fast from that you put in front of God. So, and then the lust of the eyes. Uh, internet. That's the best word for it right now. Internet. Uh, walking on Gulf Shores Beach. I tell you what. Uh, it's just... It's not right, y'all. I mean... There, I mean, that really is, though. There, I mean, there's people there wearing string bikinis. And it's, it's just not right. I mean, it's not... Uh, the pride in one's lifestyle. I think we, we hit that up on boasting. Uh, you can have pride, but make sure it's not in you. Make sure it's in Christ. Um, all this stuff is not from the Father, but it's from the world. And the world with its lust is passing away, and one who does God's will remains forever. Now, it doesn't mean if you do God's will, you're going to stay on this earth forever. Because there is one day that Jesus is coming back, a glorious day. And you will last forever in heaven. And when it says uh, the lust of the world is passing away, it is. I mean, you know, some when you die, nothing's coming with you. So it's going to pass away. All the worldly stuff, all the cars, everything. Uh, okay, we're going to go to Luke 12. I got right here, it's one through three, can't ride the fence. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll hit that up again. I hit it up um, a couple Wednesday nights ago. Uh, the grass is, the grass looks greener on the worldly side of the fence. It really does because they don't have any cares for the world. They, they don't care. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be greener for them. And then on our side, you know, sometimes it's going to be, you know, dead grass. And that goes back to, you know, consider it a joy that you go through a trial. Because after that dead grass, you're going to come with the greenest grass in the world. Oh, okay, I got this now. This side over here, this is fake grass, turf. That's what I thought about. This is turf over here. This is the real grass. This is the grass that dies and lives like Jesus did. He lived, he died, and then lived again. Uh, ride the fence. You can't do that. I don't know about y'all, but riding the fence is just as bad as being on the turf. 
be, okay, I'm going straight to where Jesus talks. Be on your guard against to the yeast of the Pharisees with his hypocrisy. There is nothing covered that won't be uncovered, nothing hidden that won't be made known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light. What you have whispered in the ear in private rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. I like that. I like that. Uh, come to church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Leave church. Nah, let's go buy a case of beer. Or how about we, we, uh, we party on Saturday, drink a Gatorade, and then we'll be good on Sunday to go to church. Because that, that supposedly cures hangovers, y'all. Just letting y'all know. Uh, um, I learned a lot in high school. I'm sorry. You know, they tell me this stuff, and I don't, I don't really care much for it. I don't care much for it anymore. Uh, there's nothing covered that won't be uncovered. God is watching you 24-7. The way I thought about it is, uh, you know how God says, uh, y'all going to have to help me on this, one day is a thousand years. What is that? One which one is it? A thousand years to us is like one day to God. Mm. And people think, some people kind of think of God like Santa Claus. You know, how can how can Santa Claus go around the world and one night he has to travel in, I think it's like 0.25 second each house. And uh, I think God slowed down the earth compared to heaven. So he can hear all of our prayers. Because a lot of people say, well, how is he going to hear all of our prayers? I mean, come on. He, he's just, you know, he's just an almighty God. I mean, you know, you, he's not going to hear all of our prayers. And another thing is, you, you, God is always watching you. God is with you 24-7. So whatever is covered will be uncovered. So, you know. There's no point in hiding anything. I sort of look at it. I, I remember I accidentally slipped a word at church before. It was a while ago, like when I first started going. People were like, oh, my goodness, you cuss church. And I was like, well, it's a sin to act different in church than you do in the real world. And then somebody came up to me and told me that, like, well, why don't you act in the real world like you acted at church? Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'll stop saying that. It's good, it's good. I'll just stop saying that. Uh, gosh, I forgot where I was going with that, man. Uh, um, the, uh, therefore, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light. What you have whispered in the private rooms, all the gossip you say in the private rooms will be proclaimed on housetops. You can't hide nothing from God. Don't try it. And really, you shouldn't. You should give it all to him, not hide it. Second uh, <laughs> Timothy three five. <laughs> I'm gonna show you some what God says about religious hypocrites. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, holding to the form of religion. Well, it says a bunch of, hey, I'll just go. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, blasphemers. Is that how you say it? Blasphemers? Okay. Disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, 
irreconcilable. Irreconcilable. Okay, unforgiving. That's good. Uh, sl- slanders uh, without self-control, brutal. With without love for what is good, traitor, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Ooh, lovers of pleasure. Ooh, where's that? Uh, hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Put a little Jesus in it. Um, where is that at? I tell you what. I found the scripture. And I didn't put it in my notes, and this just goes so good with it. Uh, where's that? Pretty sure it's in Ephesians. Um, what on? It says, uh, it says, uh, are you looking to please, uh, please people or please God? Man, where is that at? I'm telling you, it's good. Well, maybe I maybe I'll find it some other time. Okay. So oh man, I left something out, y'all. I'm sorry. We're gonna go back to shining your light. Really fast, just really fast. Uh um oh, let me get down to this first. <laughs> uh holding to the form of religion but denying its power. That's a religious hypocrite. There, it, it says it a bunch in the Bible, you know. Beware of the people that are on the streets going glory, glory, hallelujah, when they really don't have God, when they're really uh, going and hiding in the corners, drinking alcohol and stuff. Yeah, we don't see that stuff. You can come to church, you can go to work and be the happiest man alive, say you have Jesus. It's just a word. It's just a sentence. I like that song. It's called Fill It In Your Heart by Abandon. And it says, you can say, say all the right things, but in the end, what does it mean? You got to feel it in your heart. And it says, holding to the form of religion, but denying its power. Avoid these people. I have a question for y'all. Do you want to be someone that God says to avoid? Because right here it's saying, if you... Go to church and sing. You know, I used to be like that. I used to be a big part in the youth. I used to be a big part in the church, but I used to party on weekends. God says, stay away from me. Or did say, stay away from me. Um, Tell you the truth, I don't want to be somebody that God has to get vengeance on. I don't want to be somebody that God tells people to stay away from me. I really don't. And, uh, now, going back to the light shining, uh, this is pretty big. You're not alone in all this. You think you are, but, uh, man, I'm telling you, these notes are just everywhere. Here we go, 1 Timothy 4, 6. And I love this because, uh, and you got to do this with love. Kevin's preached about it before. Uh starting in like four it talks about all the things that you have to it's a bad influence to be around well uh, it says in verse six four six if you point these things out to your brothers you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus nourished by the words of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed but have nothing to do with irreverent and silly myths rather train yourself in godliness 
uh, if you see a brother in Christ that isn't shining God's light, and I'm going to say he's sitting there cussing, you know, has this nasty mouth. And I thought, you know, cussing, I don't do it anymore. I used to, and I used to not see anything wrong in it. And the way I look at it is it just matters on the way you use the word. But then I realize, are you, if you're using the word, aren't you usually mad? It doesn't in the Bible, it says slow to anger. Another thing is, is um, at church, it's against, I mean, church, at school, it's against the rules to curse. And that's one of the laws of the land. And if you break one of the laws of the land, you're sinning. So cussing is a sin. And I'm glad God gave that to me. Like, he let me realize that. Uh, if you see your friend cussing, just swearing, and you walk away, think you're being a good servant. Because if he goes to your church, he's representing your church. He has a WBCY shirt on. He's representing WBCY, but he's still sitting there cussing. What it's saying here is got to point things out to your brothers and sisters, what they're doing wrong. Or how is their light going to shine any brighter? And like Kevin says a lot, you can't do it out of anger. You can't go up, and this is in Romans, I think, 12.3. Don't think higher of yourself than you should. Uh, you can't go up being like, you know, I'm better than you. And I want you to get on my level because I am better than you. So why don't you shut your mouth? You can't do that. You got to go up and you got to tell them, listen, man, I'm worried about you. you. You're cussing, man. And you're of Christ. Now, you know, if you slip one around me, I'm going to tell you. And it's not probably not going to affect me as much. But in Hebrews 12, it says you got such a cloud of witnesses around you that you have to watch it. You have to watch your mouth. Especially these days. I mean, you say a cuss word, you're not of God. That's what, that's, that's what human standards are today. If you slip one word, you're not of God at all. Uh, I just want to point that out because I can't stand seeing a brother falling down. And if you let him, if you let him keep on doing it. Speaking of that, there's a, there's a uh, scripture. I forgot where it's at. Uh, it says, like a little fire starts a forest fire. The tongue, full of unrighteousness, sets the fire on the body to hell. So, you know, if you don't tell them, if you don't correct them and in a nice way, they could easily fall into the pits of hell. And I, I mean, come on, do you really want to see a brother do that? Speaking of that, you got to love your brothers. I'm going to get to that. Uh, Oh, yes, got it. It's in the real notes, too. Galatians 1.10. Galatians. Here we go. For am I now trying to win the favor of people 
or God? Or am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a slave of Christ. Uh, a lot of people like to please other people, and that's all they like to do, and they think they're of Christ. A lot of, a lot of people look to try to look better than other people. Personally, I don't like wearing these clothes. If, I, if it was my choice, I'd be up here with one of them shirts on that was, you know, cut up and some gym shorts on. That's the way I roll. Uh, but people, they they do it for they they do it so people will like them. What is somebody who's gonna like you if you dress right? I mean, what are, what are they gonna be your best friend until you wear a bad shirt that has a stain on it, or ketchup stain or something? Ketchup. I say ketchup. I don't know why, but that's just what I say. Uh, God don't care what you wear. God, uh, God is great. Uh, God, uh, man. God is somebody that's going to love you for who you are. God loves you. And, you know, some people don't got that. That's why you got to let your light shine. But the thing about it, though, is that if you try to please people, you are not a slave of Christ. If you try to please people, there's no point saying you're a Christian. Uh, which was my next one that I really had a hard time dealing with. First uh, John 3.10. Uh, man, there's this guy that I just do not like. And then I read this scripture, and I was like, well, I guess I'm not of Christ. John 3.10 says, uh, this is how God's children, the devil's children, are made evident. Whoever does not, wait, where am I at? Yeah, whoever does not do what is right of God, especially the one who does not love his brother, for this is the message you have heard from the beginning, we should love one another. Unlike Cain, who was of evil and murdered his brother. You're not a Christ if you don't love everybody. Which goes back to love. Christ, you have you have to have love to have Christ. You can't you, you can't uh man, you know. I used to despise I mean, better terms, I used to hate this dude. I really did. I didn't like him at all. And uh, I read this scripture, and I was like, uh, never mind. I like being of God. I don't like being of this world. So it says, if you do not love your brother, you're not of Christ. Uh, we're going to hit up. Mm. You know what you have to do to love your brother? You have to forgive him. Matthew six fourteen. And I'm going to tell you what happens if you don't forgive your brother. Because this is, this is going to step on some toes right here. This goes back to holding a record of wrongs. For if you give forgive people their wrongdoing, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive people, your Father will not forgive you your wrongdoing. If you don't forget your bro- forgive your brothers, God ain't going to forgive you. I tell you what, we need forgiveness. We really do. Because we mess up every day. And if we don't forgive our brother, God ain't going to forgive us. 
Philippians 2.12. Y'all have a lot more, but I just, you know, because I even wrote extra notes just in case it was too short, and I guess it's not too short, so. Uh, uh, so then, my dear friends, just as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence. Mm, mm, you do stuff in front of God because you know he's there. You, you give because God is there, and you know that. You know, if God was standing beside you, would you sit there and cuss? I didn't think so. But now even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Mm. Let's go back to religious hypocrisy. Mm. Y'all, I used to be one of the biggest religious hypocrites you could have known. I used to actually party on Saturday nights come to church on Sunday. And was glory, glory, hallelujah. I was on my way to hell. That's what I was at. Yeah. Uh, I know you'll do a lot of stuff in God's presence. You'll worship Him. You'll give to the poor. You'll sell all your stuff and all that. But it says in my absence. How many of you are going to just go off and party in His absence? Yeah, a lot. And some people do it even when He's there. And, you know, that's the... That's the people that you have to shine your light on. Because if you do it, you just, you know, religious hypocrisy, y'all, is, is one of the biggest deals, I think. Uh, you can't shine your light and be a religious hypocrite. Or you're shining the wrong light. Because one day, uh, somebody told me a story that uh, he worked with a youth and he was uh, drinking. And one of the youth passed him. And if he was with that youth, he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have been drinking around that youth. But he got caught in the darkness. His darkness, take, his darkness came to light. When your darkness comes to light, it's a big hit on your heart. Because it's happened to me before. So, uh, God gives you gifts. You can't be scared to use them. Um, he's knocking, y'all. <laughs> uh, you can't be you can't be scared to use them. You can't act like you uh, are shining this light for him and not do it. And uh, I love that song, Kevin. You might if you want to sing it. You know, uh, some someday if your light don't shine, put it on the end of mine. Uh, what if you're the light? What what if somebody's light isn't shining? And they try to put it on the end of yours, and you ain't even got a light. That's all I got. Oh, oh, wait, no, no, no. Now, I brought this bad boy up here. I don't know what Ron did with the hammer. Where's it at? Uh. Everybody has things that get in the way of shining your light, shining his light. Everybody has things, whether it's you're greedy, you know, you're, you're mean, 
you uh, lose your temper. And I know we're all going to do it. But it is. The thing about this is I've nailed plenty of these papers up on this cross. And I tell you what, I've nailed the same one more than twice. When you nail it to this cross, and you know, y'all, y'all ain't got to do it. It's just something that our youth did to nail our burdens to the cross, to nail what's on our shoulders and give it to God. Uh, we only got one hammer, so. Um, and it's a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is to nail stuff that get in your way of shining his light. And we haven't done this in a while, like in a very long time, actually. And uh, I think it's a good thing to bring back because when's the last time that we laid all of our burdens down at the foot of the cross? Y'all stand. You know, that's a good song, at the foot of the cross. Is that what we're doing this morning? Y'all come on up here. I want to I want to say this uh, before we start the invitation. You know, I um I can take the whole picture of what Austin is is trying to show you and I I I believe that God could sum it up in one more verse from the Bible. John chapter 3, I think it's verse 18, I believe, but it, the verse says this. It says this is the condemnation This is what condemns mankind. This is what you will be condemned for when you stand before God on judgment. That light has come into the world. But men loved darkness more than the light. And it was evident because of the life that they lived, they'd done evil deeds. And I believe to sum up what Austin, what God is trying to say to us through Austin this morning is simply this. God has shown us his light and his ways through Jesus Christ. He has told us to follow his way by faith. And if we choose to walk in faith and follow Christ, then we indeed shall be saved. And it will be evident by the way that we live. However, if we choose not to follow Christ and not walk in faith, it will also be evident by the fact that our deeds will be evil. The way that we live will not be Um, a self-dying life, it will be a selfish life. So I ask you today to consider your own life and I believe that God would ask you to examine yourself and you decide for yourself, are there things in my life that I need to lay down? Are there things in my life that as Austin said you may need to, to nail to the cross? Are there things that you need to give to God to say, God, these are not ways of Christ but they're my ways? And I want to lay this down today. I want to lay it at your feet and I want to put it away from me. And I want to walk in the way that you would have me to walk. If that's you this morning, you examine yourself and you see there's things, I encourage you to come and do that. And if you just need to kneel down and pray at this altar this morning, I I encourage you to do that as well. But you let the Lord work with you however he sees fit this morning. And don't worry about your neighbor sitting beside of you. This between you and God. Ain't got nothing to do with a bunch of human nobodies that ain't nobody in here worth anything more than me or anybody else standing in here. It's between you and him as we sing.